Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you in your journey with Christ. For additional resources, connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. Enjoy today's podcast. Thank you very much, and good morning, PCC. Um, Thank you, Riley, for uh, wearing the fugu. He told me he thought about wearing it, but he didn't for the earlier services. I'm glad that, you know, he's done that. I actually feel a lot at home, so uh, thank you very much. Um, we're, we're so grateful for this opportunity to reconnect with you here at uh, Plainfield Christian Church and uh, just for this opportunity to share. Uh, and like the short video uh, indicated, we're actually uh, going to be talking a little bit um, and, and about, about Jesus, actually from the perspective of his best friend. We're, we're talking about John. Uh, this morning, I actually uh, would like to read from John chapter 10 from verses 1 through 18, so you can follow with me. It says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the shipfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own by name and leads them out. When he has brought them out, brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of, the, of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life, to have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He, 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 he who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep, uh, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, also, and they will listen to my voice, so there will be one flock and one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life for, uh, because I lay down my life, that I might take it up again. No one takes it from me. I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it back up again. This charge I received from the Father. And so this is Jesus speaking uh, to the Pharisees. Um, and uh, he uses this imagery of, of, of God as shepherd. And Jesus claims, you know, to be the good shepherd. Uh, he, he uses the I am. And in fact, this passage, we actually see two, the two of the seven I am's in the book of John. We see that Jesus says, I am the door. And then he also says that I am the good shepherd. Uh, we're actually going to be spending a, a, a lot more time digging into what being the good shepherd actually means. Uh, but, but shepherdhood... Uh, has been around, you know, from the very beginning of time. We see in Scripture that Abel 
was one of the earliest people who tended the flock. But beyond that, you have Abraham, um, who had flocks. Uh, you have uh, someone like Moses. Uh, you, have, you have Jacob, who took care of Laban's flock and uh, equally was blessed as a result of that. Uh, beyond that, you have someone like David, uh, who was a, the, a king of Israel. But before he ascended to the throne to become king over the people, uh, he actually took care of sheep. Uh, and, and you have a prophet like Amos, who, uh, when he was tending his father's sheep, actually received the word of God to prophesy to the people of God. And so we see that shepherdhood has, uh, has been around for many, many years. Uh, and, and what is interesting is that Jesus draws from this imagery something that they would understand. He uses the term I am, and, and, and his listeners knew that when he, when he was saying that, he was actually claiming divinity on himself because that is God's self-revelatory name to the people of Israel. Uh, and, and, and what's interesting is that beyond that, he places himself in the shoes of the shepherd of, a shepherd of the people of Israel. We see David, uh, one who is a shepherd, became a king over Israel, and he claims God as his shepherd. Uh, we, we, we know of uh, what, what he says in Psalm 23, that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely your goodness and your mercies shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. David saw God as his shepherd. The people of Israel saw themselves as, as God's flock. When you look at uh, um, Psalm 100 verses 3, uh, they, they saw themselves as the flock of God. And you see that as they were wandering through the desert, they turned to God, and God uh, uh, protected them, God provided for them, God led them through the wilderness for about 40 years until they, they entered the promised land. And we, we see that about shepherds. Uh, shepherds by nature are nurturing. They are caring. They, they protect their sheep. They are there for them. They, the, 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 the sheep have, you know, they, they listen to their shepherd. They would follow them. You know, sheep are not driven. They, they actually follow. Once they know you are the right person, they would follow you. And Jesus takes on this imagery and says he is the good shepherd. Now, why would Jesus come and, and talk about this? If you go to chapter 9 of John, of John you would realize that something had happened. Uh, th there was this man born blind who need, had not seen uh, uh, ever. And, and, and uh, he encountered Jesus. Jesus, um, when he encountered his, the disciples were with Jesus, when they saw this man who was blind, they, they said, um, wh why is he blind? Is it because of his sins or the sins of his parents? Jesus said it's neither because of his sins or the sins of his parents. It's, it's, it's so that the God would be glorified in him. And Jesus heals this man. He, he's, he's, he sees, and, and, and obviously everyone knows his story. Everyone knew that he was a blind man. And, and we have these Pharisees. They were the protectors of God's law, the teachers of the law, and they could not understand that this man had been healed, especially on the Sabbath. And so they were questioning him, who, who healed you? What, on, on what authority? Could this person be actually a, a holy person? Obviously, he has to be a, a sinner. Why would he have done this healing on the Sabbath? And, and they kept questioning this man. He said, look, I just... This is what I know. Once I was blind, but now I see. And, 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 you know, as they continued questioning him over and over and over again, 
They realized they were not getting the response they wanted, so they turned to his parents. They called his parents in, and they were asking him questions. How is it that he, this man uh, has, is, is able to see? The parents said they realized it was a trap. They didn't want to fall into trouble with the, uh, the Pharisees. And so they said, he's, he's old enough, he's of age, he can answer. So they asked him again. He says, you, you guys, I mean, I told you earlier, you're not, you're not listening. I, 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 I couldn't see, and this man touched me, and he healed me. Do you also want to be his disciples? And that drove the Pharisees even, even mad, to think that uh, this man would regard Jesus as his, uh, uh, you know, as his master, to, uh, to claim to be his disciple, the, a disciple of Jesus, made the Pharisees mad to the extent that they threw him out of the synagogue, which is you know, tantamount to being excommunicated uh, because the, the, in, in, in Israel, worship was, was centered around the temple. The Pharisees did this. And, you know, Jesus, you know, came and, and, and told them that he was the good shepherd because unlike these Pharisees who, in Jesus' mind, are false, uh, you know, shepherds, uh, Jesus cares for his flock. And, and when you look at Scripture in Ezekiel chapter 34, uh, God actually speaks um, against uh, these false shepherds. Uh, shepherds are, by, are supposed to be taking care of their sheep, but there were these leaders in, in Israel, um, some of the priests, some of the, the, the kings that came uh, or, or in the past did not care for their sheep. Rather than uh, binding them, rather than taking care of them, rather than leading them to pastures, they were actually milking them dry. They were taken from them. They were fattening themselves. And God, the, God, God had an endowment against them and, 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 and indicated in Ezekiel that there would be a, a, a shepherd who would come after his order uh, from the Davidic line and that shepherd would, would lead the people of Israel and there would be one sheep. And so when Jesus was saying this, the, the Pharisees realized what, what he was saying, that he was against them. In fact, Jesus called them blind and they did not appreciate that. They did, they did not like that, that idea. And, 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 and we, we see, you know, even when, when we look at shepherdhood, we look at some 23. We also look at Isaiah 53. We see a sense in which there is a shepherd-sheep relationship between uh, us and, and, and God. And, and when you look at the character of sheep, there are a few things that are uh, interesting that we, we, we can take note of. Sheep are by, by nature stubborn. Uh, they are vulnerable. They are less wise. Um, they uh, like to follow the crowd. They are slow to learn. Uh, they are relentless. They are restless. Um, they are demanding, they are unpredictable, they are strong-willed and very dependent. And I'd like to say that that is kind of similar to some of us, right? I, I know that some of these qualities apply to me. And as a result of that, we need a shepherd who would be able to lead us, who would be able to guide us, who, who would be able to help us, you know, in, 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 in our times of need. And we see in Luke chapter 15 that Jesus, you know, is the shepherd that goes out and finds the sheep that, that is lost and brings him into the fold. So in John 10, Jesus, you know, is telling the, 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 the Pharisees that I am the, the good shepherd. You guys, because you do not care for this man, the man had been blind. Instead of you to be excited and, and pleased that his, his sight has been restored, you are here worried about the breaking of the Sabbath law. You, you are just like those shepherds that Ezekiel talks about. And, and so we see that Jesus calls them a couple of names. He calls them thieves and robbers. He calls them strangers. He calls them hirelings. And, 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 and he calls himself the good shepherd. 
he, he, he places himself against the shepherds of, of his day, these four shepherds. In, in John 10.10, 10, he says that the, 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 the thief comes only to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come to give you life and to give it to you in abundance. And so this morning, I, I, I actually want uh, us to look at three things that we, our shepherd uh, does for us. The first thing uh, we, we take note of is that the shepherd knows he knows and cares for his sheep. The second thing is that he, the shepherd gave his life for his sheep. And then finally, we're going to be talking about the fact that the shepherd has other sheep that need to be in the fold. So let's look at the first one. The shepherd knows and cares for his sheep. Um, shepherds are, are, are noted to do all they can to ensure that the, sh- the sheep have nourishment, that they've, 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 they've been taken care of, that they, they have rest. Um, they, 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 they are known to go long distances with, with their sheep to ensure that they, they have good food to eat, good drinking water. They are protected from wild animals. And, and, and it's interesting. Uh, when you look at shepherdhood in the Middle Eastern time and even um, in, in our day and age, um, especially in northern Ghana, uh, this idea that Jesus uses for the sheep pen is something that is similar to what, uh, what is done in northern Ghana. You know, the sheep pen during uh, Jesus' time is a big walled uh, enclosement with a door. And um, the sh- all the sheep are, are allowed to enter that. But it's not just one flock. There might be sheep belonging to several shepherds. But all these sheep know who they are supposed to follow. So when, when, when the watchman opens the door, the, the shepherd comes and calls his flock. And they follow him. Only the ones that belong to him follow him. And, and that is very interesting. Uh, others would not do that. They would not follow a, a stranger. In northern Ghana, what we have... Uh, that I say is a lot similar, is that when you, you travel, you would see that all the sheep are sleeping on the roads. Those who have traveled with us uh, would attest to this. And what, what is um, uh, interesting about that is that they, um, p- people ask me, who owns these sheep? I say they, they have owners. You can't tell who it belongs to, but the owners know their sheep. The sheep know, know their owners. And um, when you are driving up to them, you, 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 you kind of have to be careful, else you, you, you might run over them. Um, but the, the community, you know, work at protecting them from uh, being stolen by, by, by thieves, and, and they do a good job uh, to this end. Uh, we see Jesus uh, as knowing his sheep. He has this intimate relationship uh, as our good shepherd. He knows everything about us. The Bible says that before we were formed in the womb of our, our mother, God knew us. He knows our name. He knows our, our concerns, the challenges that we go through. And, and that is what Jesus does for us. The shepherd has has an intimate relationship with the sheep and and so and it, and vice versa it's important for us to you know establish that fact he, the shepherd cares for for his sheep he takes them out to pasture he ensures that they are they are, they are taking care of he he ensures that all that they need has been met and and we, we, we see that Jesus, as our good shepherd, does this for us. Psalm 23 that I quoted actually gives us some, some, some this, this imagery and, and some of the words like, indicate what God does for us. He talks about the fact that he makes me lie down in green pastures, and this is abundance. He leads us besides the waters. That is a calming presence of God with us. He restores our soul. This is renewal. He leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That 
that is sanctification. Uh, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. This is assurance, and the assurance of the presence of God with us. He says, your rod and your staff comfort me. That is the presence of God with us. He says, you set a table before me in the presence of my enemies. This is really interesting, that the, the fact that God, even when our enemies have surrounded us, we, he's able to set a banquet table before us and lavishly allows us to eat with no fear because we know our God has authority over all things and has overcome the evil one. And so even when the enemy comes around us, we are seated at the banquet table because our shepherd surrounds us and protects us. He says that um, my, my cup runs over. This is excess. We see all of these image uh, that, 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 that David gives of the shepherd, and, and God does that for us. And, and, and it's interesting that we can, we can turn to God as our good shepherd. We can rely on him. We can cling to him. We, we can always look up to him to, to, to know our needs, to know our challenges. When we're going through pain, that it pains his heart. When we're excited, that he knows about it and he's excited for us. We can rely on Jesus as our good shepherd. So the good shepherd does not only know and care for his sheep. The good shepherd also lays down his life for the sheep. And we see this in Isaiah chapter 53. We see here that Jesus is our shepherd. But beyond that, he becomes the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He identifies himself with us. He, 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 he takes our place and shame. And this was what we commemorated last week at Easter. Remembering the, the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ on the cross, his, his, his burial, but his mighty resurrection, the Bible says, he seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. That is what the good shepherd does for us. Isaiah 53, 67, it says this, it says that we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that is before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Jesus did this for us. He deliberately went to the cross to save us. And we see Jesus talk about this in John chapter 10. He talks about it about four times. He talks about the fact that even though the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, I have come to give you life and to give it to you abundantly. He talks about the fact that I am the good shepherd and I lay down my life for the sheep. No one takes it from me. I, I do it willingly and I take it back up. That shows that Jesus understood his mission. He, 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 he was intentional about why he came. He knew that he was supposed to come to seek and seek, save that which was lost. And, and the Bible tells us that he who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. Our precious and good shepherd died in our place so that we might receive life. And it's the reason why we are seated here today as the children of God. And that's a reason to celebrate. That's a reason to be excited. The third thing we see about the shepherd is that the shepherd has other flock. You know, in Psalm 100 verses 3, the, 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 the Israelites are seen as the shepherd of God, as the sheep of God. They pride themselves in the fact that they, they are known by God, that they are God's people. But we always knew from the beginning, that God's heart was for the nations, not just the people of Israel, to become part of the sheepfold, that others who do not know him would equally gain that opportunity to be called children of God. And we see this idea and this imagery being, being brought up by Jesus, that there are 
other sheep, that he wants to be part of the flock, that there will be one flock and he will be one shepherd. And who, who is he talking about? He's talking about all these people who do not know him. In fact, that is the reason for, for missions. The, reasons that the reason why we do missions is because of worship. God's desire is that all the nations would, be, would come before the throne in worship, like we see in Revelation chapter 7. It says that all people from all nations and tribes and clan gathered before the throne and brought worship to our God who forever reigns. And that is what, what, what we, we need to be about. His desire is that the lost sheep would also come into the fold. We see this imagery in Malachi chapter 1, verses 11. It says that, For from the rising of the sun to its setting, my name will be great among the nations. And in every place, incense will be offered to my name. And a pure offering, for my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. God is, God is not just concerned about the people of, of, of Israel. He's not only concerned about the Jews. He was concerned about all of us. We were Gentiles. We we're far away from the, 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 the commonwealth of Israel. But because of the death of Jesus Christ, we have been brought in. But it is not just us. There are others who are not part of the, 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 the flock of God that we need to be about working to draw them into the kingdom of God. And we see this imagery actually starting tomorrow and Tuesday, depending on the sect that, uh, that, that, that we are dealing with, the Muslims are going to start fasting for 30 days. This is their holy month of Ramadan. And they are bringing uh, a worship and, 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 and they are fasting to a God that is not our God. It is, it is important for us who have come into the sheepfold to be concerned about praying. And I would ask I would, I would humbly ask that for these next 30 days, would you, uh, would you, would you decide uh, each day to pray for the Muslims, that God would reveal himself to them, that, that, that God would, uh, would, would allow them to come to see the light that is in Christ Jesus. And beyond that, would you go a step further to reach out to your neighbor, people around you who do not know about Christ, uh, those who are perishing, those who are lost just as we were, would you, would, you, would you reach out to them in, in, in a positive way that they too could be part of the sheepfold? Because that is where God's heart's desire is. And if you want to do this, uh, there, is, there is a website, uh, 30dayprayer.org, um, uh, and, and, and it actually gives you details on, on what to pray about, what tribe, what, what people group um, that is Islamic that you could pray about daily. And I'd ask for you uh, to look into that. I think Riley and the, uh, uh, the publication team would, would make that website available so that you can follow, follow on with that. Uh, but, but we see in Isaiah chapter 60, verses 7, that God desires for even the Muslims, our brothers the Muslims, to equally come to be part of God's flock. Isaiah 67 says that all the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered to you. The rams of Nabahoth shall minister to you. They shall come up with acceptance at my altar. I will beautify my beautiful house. And this is God's desire that these people... Uh, the, the, the descendants of Ishmael. Uh, Kedar and Nabahoth are actually sons of Ishmael. And, and the Ishmaelites are the Muslims. That is, that is where uh, Islam originated from. God wants that flock to equally come into the sheepfold to, under that one good uh, shepherd, that is Jesus Christ. And, and I, would, I would ask that we would pray passionately. We would, we would consider what we can do to draw these people who are far into the sheepfold so that together we can become one flock. And as we are 
thinking about this, as we are considering the, the, the goodness of God, our, 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 our Savior, who is equally our shepherd, who, who, who loves us and knows us intimately, I, I, I would ask that you will continue to put your, your, your burdens and your cares uh, on him because he cares for you. Uh, whatever you're going through, we know that we have a good shepherd who intimately knows our situation and he has a desire to, 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 to take care of us, to lead us, even in our, our challenging times. Uh, we, 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 we can always, you know, refer to what he did for us on the cross. If he's willing to die, then we know that he's, he's able to protect and meet our every need. We can only, all we can do is to trust in him to come through for us. And we have to be passionate to draw people, uh, the different sheep that, that, that are not part of the fold, to draw them into, into the fold, that we can all become one sheep under one shepherd. And as we're doing this, uh, I just want to uh, remind you of what 1 Peter 5, 4 says. It says that when the, the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. And, and, and so as we're about doing this, we know that there's a crown of glory that would become ours because we have taken this step. And also Hebrews chapter 13, 20 to 21, it says that now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. We can rely on him. We can trust in him as our good shepherd. He would come through for us. Will you bow down your heads and pray with me? Father, we are so grateful that, Lord, as sheep that have been led astray, you sought us out and you brought us into your fold. We thank you, Lord, that we can gather this day, Lord, knowing that your loving arms surround us. We thank you, Lord, for the assurance of your presence, even in the presence of our enemies. Lord, I pray that you would continue to allow us to be passionate about the lost sheep. I ask that, Lord, we would remember your goodness. We would turn to you, knowing that you care for our needs. I pray that, Lord, you would, you would touch our hearts, that we would be able to reach out to our neighbors, our brothers and sisters. Lord, those who do not know you, those who are not part of your flock, I ask that, Lord Almighty, you would work in and through us, that we would be able to receive that unfading crown of glory when you come. I pray that, Lord, you continue to strengthen us, help us, direct us as our shepherd. We humbly ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening today. It's our desire to help you grow as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church, would like to attend an online service, or plan an in-person visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you'd like to receive our podcast directly to your device, we encourage you to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.